traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. I bought a case of chicken, mm -hmm. stuff to make baked macaroni and cheese, and I did cabbage. I packaged my food up, put it in my hot and cold bag, put it in my trunk, mm -hmm. and I used to hit all of the barbershops from south side, north side, downtown. I had like a whole little route all the way going to short pump. Some days I would have my mm. bag with 30 meals and I wouldn't even make it from Southside. And then my um, customer base started to show like the barbershops, so many barbershops that showed me love and allowed me to come into their business. I used to come out yeah. on a Monday, make my menu, mm. drop it off to all of the barbershops. They would hit me like, hey, Taylor's, which is Taylor's is downtown. He yeah. had one on Southside. He was um, one of my biggest supporters, always opened his doors for me. Um, McCormick's on um, Broad, I believe. All of the Southside Plaza barbershops. I, I don't want to forget anybody, but all of those people really came through for me and helped my business. Wow. So, are you looking to buy or sell your home, but not quite sure if now is the right time? Well, contact Morgan & Co. and allow them to help you make that decision. Morgan & Co. is a leading, top producing company in Central Virginia. Contact Morgan & Co. today at 804-874-6806 or anytime, day or night, at www.morganandcorealty.com. Now back to the episode. Welcome to Success Leaves Clues podcast, where I find regular people doing extraordinary and phenomenal things in corporate America and entrepreneurship. And of course, I'm your host, Dr. K. I have with me today, True from True's Cultural Kitchen. Hey, guys. Thank you for joining me. Absolutely. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell everybody um, exactly um, My name is True. I own True's Cultural Kitchen. I'm an owner of a business. I'm a chef. I do it all. If it's dealing with food, I do it all. An amazing entrepreneur. Um, I've, I've been to your uh, restaurant and the food is fantastic. Absolutely. The atmosphere is, you know, warm, friendly, everything that you would think of, mm -hmm. you know, good vibe. And uh, where did the idea for the restaurant come from? Um, so for me, growing up, my mom always cooked. So that's where my passion came from. So when I wanted people to come into the restaurant, I wanted them to feel like they was in their mother's house or in their grandmother's house. I didn't want them to feel like they were actually outside. I wanted it to feel like home. So I kind of decorated it with a Caribbean theme, bright mm -hmm. colors dope vibes, you know, regular pictures that you would see in Auntie House. Um, yeah. Of course, I got my New York stuff in there, but um, I just wanted people to feel at home when they were eating my food. Yeah. You, you're from New York? How Absolutely. Long, long Born here? and raised a little over 10 years. Okay. Mm. And a uh, big difference. I mean, huge I, I've, difference. I've never lived in New York, but I've been there. So right. I know it's a huge. huge difference. Um, I was pregnant with my daughter and I kind of wanted just a different life for her. Uh -huh. Not saying that New York was bad. I just felt like it was too fast and I wanted to raise my daughter somewhere quiet. So I came here. Yeah. Yep. It's, uh, it's a move I can understand. Mm -hmm. I've done a lot of moving around while right. I was in the military. So uh, finding a good location and it's all about the kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, definitely. Absolutely. I mean, looking at my daughter now, I'm definitely 
glad that I made that um that decision. She goes to Spelman in Atlanta, so oh, I'm man. super proud of That's her. Awesome. Yep, yep, yep. What year is she in? Um, this is her third year. Third year. Yep. And uh, do you, I mean, obviously, you know, what's she majoring? Um, law, criminal law, and I want to say marketing. So she has, um, she's a double major. Okay. Yep. Did you you go to college? Um, I did. I went to culinary art school, but then I got pregnant with my daughter. Uh-huh. So I dropped out. Um, most of my stuff is just hands-on. Like cooking is my passion. So when I first came out here, I started in security. Um, I went into law enforcement okay. and then I lost my job. So I was just thinking of a way that I can actually um, do what I love, but make money out of doing it. So um, I had probably like $500 to my name. I went to Restaurant Depot, which is a place yeah. where they sell a lot of food, you know, where, where restaurants get their uh, food source from. I bought a case of chicken, mm-hmm. stuff to make baked macaroni and cheese, and I did cabbage. I packaged my food up, put it in my hot and cold bag, put it in my trunk, mm-hmm. and I used to hit all of the barbershops from South Side, North Side, Downtown, I had like a whole little route all the way going to short pump. Some days I would have my mm. bag with 30 meals and I wouldn't even make it from Southside. And then my um, customer base started to show like the barbershops, so many barbershops that showed me love and allowed me to come into their business. I used to come out yeah. on a Monday, make my menu, mm. drop it off to all of the barbershops. They would hit me like, hey, Taylor's, which is Taylor's is downtown. He yep. had one on Southside. He was um, one of my biggest supporters always opened his doors for me. Um, McCormick's on um, Broad, I believe. All of the Southside Plaza barbershops. I, I don't want to forget anybody, but all of those people really came through for me and helped my business. Wow. Yeah. So w- when you look at somebody being successful like yourself and having a restaurant, a lot of times the perception is that one, it was easy and two, it was overnight. And, and based off of what you're telling me, nothing close. It was not overnight. I was I was selling my dinners out of my car for like probably a year. And then I branched off into like catering. People started mm. to get my menu. And then I moved from going to barbershops to corporate buildings. I used to service um, Virginia, Virginia Dominion Power, okay. um, uh, Vital Records, where you get your birth certificate from, mm. certain post offices. I was I was everywhere. I was everywhere with my menu until it got to the point where I wasn't able to handle the demand that I was getting. And I was like, okay, I have to figure out a way to step it up. So um, I had so many different concepts, food truck. I wanted a restaurant. I didn't know nothing. I didn't know <laughs> what I was doing at all, at all, yeah. at all. So how, how did you make the leap from, you know, doing it, you know, kind of the solopreneur mm-hmm. way, you know, out of your car and stuff um, to having the restaurant. I just felt like if I didn't make the move that I made, then I was always just going to be hustling at a certain level. Like I knew at that point for me, um, the type of person that I am, like once I master something, mm-hmm. what am I doing? You know yeah. what I'm saying? I felt like I mastered Selling dinners out of my car. Like, what is next? This wow. this yes. can't be time it. Time to graduate. It's time to graduate. Um, so I started looking for places. I found a location and everybody thought I was crazy. So many people was like, you don't even know what you you don't even know what you're doing. Like, you mm-hmm. wanna get a restaurant? And I just I was so convicted with wanting that. Like I just felt like I don't I don't care what it's gonna take. I'm gonna do the work. 
I took all of my money out of my 401k that I had for yeah. 20 years. That was all I had. Um, I had my credit at A1, you know, got me a couple of cards, got business credit, and then I just, boom, landed my location. Wow. So you just really, I mean, that's the definition of betting on yourself. Like, you, you took it <laughs> Every all. Every last dollar. Yeah. Every last dollar. But I definitely... I had a, a great community, man. Like, I I love where I'm from. I love New York, but mm -hmm. Richmond, Virginia has really come through for me. Like, I can't even begin to say that. Like, even when my business is doing bad, I post on social media. So many people share. Even guys that, that used to get my food in the barbershop. Like, yeah. I was working at the front the other day. Mm -hmm. One dude came in, like, came all the way over here from Southside. Like... And it's just things like that. Like Richmond, Virginia stood up for me. Like they really did. Man, that's it's great to have community. And not only is the community support and pouring into you, but I see you pouring into the community. You have, you know, events that you do for networking mm -hmm. and, and pop up shops and stuff like that. Absolutely. And is it important to you because, you know, the community poured into you or is there another reason why you pour so much? That's my that's my only reason. Like, I feel like um what is it to get on the top and not help people that helped you? Like yeah. for me, I don't even care if people decide to pay for the tables or yeah. if you just want to come in my doors, you know, let's link, let's vibe, let's talk, let's get these conversations going. Like, how can we, how can I help you? How can you help me? Mm -hmm. What is it? Because a lot of people come to the restaurant and they spend their money, but I don't know what your business is. I want to know the people that spend their money in my business. What can I do to spend money in your business? My doors is open to you. If you want to, like, I have a lot of people that come in during the week. Like, I have Mr. Baker. He sells his cakes and stuff okay. out of my business. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I yeah. don't charge people. Like, if, I'm, if my doors is open and you want to come set up in my building, you're more than welcome. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Did anybody give you that type of opportunity? I mean, outside of a barbershop, right? They they allowed you to sell. But did anybody give you that type of opportunity? Um, Nah, man. My barbershop people was the ones who... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those was the they people that through. they came through. Like, I'm telling you, and I can't stress this anymore, but Taylor, Dwayne Taylor, mm -hmm. his whole shop, like his, it just everything just, it just was amazing. Like, and, and from getting people in the barbershops, like it wouldn't only be me feeding them in the, in, in the barbershop. They would have a baby shower. They would have, you know, a wedding. Their mm -hmm. wife would need meal prep. Like it just, it just branched off into something so crazy. Yeah. Do you feel like you're, living your passion or your dream? Um, yes, I am. But people don't understand, like, when you own a business and see the thing about it is I don't have one of those businesses that I can just, you know what I'm saying, pay employees and I never have to be yeah. there. Yeah. So I come in in the morning every day. I cook my own mm -hmm. food. Of course, I have to leave out and I have people running it. But when you're so hands on in your business and you have to manage employees, you have yeah. to, you know, worry about overhead hiring like i'm only one person and i do it all so i just would you know change the fact that i would just allow myself to not be so controlling but it's hard when you take everything that you have mm -hmm. and you put it into something it's kind of hard not to you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. be so hands-on yeah you're really vested absolutely and you definitely don't want anybody to tarnish your brand or mess up anything that you have going. Absolutely. But um, what about the recipes? Um, um, 
So my menu, my menu is all over the place and my menu is all over the place because in New York, it's so diverse. Like you can go to the Bronx and you could get Dominican food. You can go to Brooklyn and you can get Trinidadian food. You can go uptown and get Jamaican food. Like it's, it's all over the place. So me, I never wanted to create a menu where you can you can only come in and get one type of food. So I have African food, mm-hmm. I have Jamaican food, I have Dominican uh, deep fried patties, I have a little bit of everything. And then every Tuesday, I hit them with a specials menu. So I go crazy mm-hmm. with them on the specials where you get a whole list of different stuff. I definitely try to mm-hmm. um, cater to the vegan community. The vegan community yeah. has been amazing for me. They've been amazing for me. Like a lot of my recipes come from them. Yeah. They don't come from me. Like a lot of people hit me up like, Yo, you should do this. You should do that. Everything that they tell me to do, I do it exactly how they say it. And boom, it's a hit. Okay. It's not just me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like yeah. just doing it by myself. It's it's me and my community doing it. That's awesome. That's the reason I came in there was mm-hmm. for, the, for the vegan food. Yep. And um, I, like I said, I'm trying this vegan thing. Mm-hmm. I call myself vegan-ish. Vegan-ish. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like to be you know, bound or tied down to, to a title. Absolutely. But I know I need to eat right. Absolutely. So, you know, so I try to do the best I can, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I definitely <laughs> feel like, like for me, um, a lot of people, even even with being vegan, you have, they're vegan and then they're gluten-free, yeah. soy-free. And then, so it gets so complex. So to try to cater <clears throat> to everything is hard but I definitely do my best. Like I, I told you, I, I get all of my ideas when it comes to the, the vegan food. I get all of my ideas from them. I'll hit them up like, hey, plant-based ace, she's on IG. What do I do with my vegan mac? She's like, yeah. yo, add some cream cheese to it. Boom. I, it's just, I feel like I have, you know, business partners that I don't actually have to pay that I can reach out to. That's awesome. You get what I'm saying? There's yeah. nothing like being having access to a community full of knowledge. Yeah, and and you definitely don't have, you know, too much ego to say, look, this is my only way or this is my menu. Like you're you're listening to your clientele mm-hmm. and you're saying, look, there's a demand or a, a desire to have this added to the menu, and then you're adding it, but then you're also taking from other people's ideas and saying, not not being, you know, stubborn and saying, look, right. this is my way, this is the way I'm gonna do it. No, I, I would I would never <clears throat> um I would never be successful in business if you don't listen to the to the people, then how are you going to know what to put on the street? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you got to listen to what's, what is happening. And the new thing that's happening is people want to eat healthy. Yeah. People want to do things healthy. People want to exercise. So if you create what they need, you're always going to be in business. Did yeah. you have any mentors for your business? Um, I would just say I had so many people that helped me. You okay. know, my mom is my... She taught me everything as far as cooking. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I was always, I have really, really bad asthma. You saw that yeah. before we got on. I was like, yo, let me get my pump. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was a sickly child. So I used to have to stay home with my mom. Staying home with my mom meant my mother cooked every day. Mm-hmm. Every day I came home from school, we had a different meal. I don't I don't, I don't even know what leftovers is. Wow. Like that's how my mom was. So um, um, I just love to cook. Like that's just my thing. But I wouldn't say that I had like somebody directly teaching me. I just had a lot of great friends, a lot of um, a good support system, and just depending on the people that was around me at that time. Your your recipes, your mom loved to cook. Mm-hmm. You got a passion for cooking. 
But are the recipes family recipes? No, or is it just everything the passion I'm, that's... Everything I made up when I opened <clears throat> up the restaurant. Oh, okay. Like, I just came up with a menu, did my recipes. Like, I was always cooking, but I never took the time to, you know what like I'm saying? Document, Write yes. a recipe. So when, when I got the restaurant, I had to do that. And the complicated part is doing it and then having to teach somebody else to do it. Because you have to think, like, I have to rely on somebody if the restaurant, if I have a family emergency, somebody has to be able to open. Yeah. So it's complicated to learn something. I could do it myself. Mm -hmm. But the thing in business, if you can't teach somebody what you do, what is the point? Right. You get what I'm saying? You yeah. have to be you have to be teachable. If you're going to keep the knowledge for yourself, there's no, no point in that. There's no point. Because then you also become the single point of failure. Absolutely. If anything happens to you, it just it can't Absolutely. Run. Absolutely. And I, I'm sure you want to take some time to go down to Georgia and visit your daughter. Right. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. I mean, definitely we're having my business. It's definitely locked me in a lot. I haven't been able to live. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Take vacations only because I'm just so invested. And you have to think I opened up my business and then COVID hit. Mm. So that was like a, you know, I took a hit yeah, there. Yeah. COVID hit and then, you know, everybody came back outside, but it's still a struggle every day. And then I think the only thing that I feel like I should tweak about my business or change is that I need to put myself more out there. Okay. And only because I'm in the back of the kitchen, like that's where my passion is. Mm -hmm. My passion is not, you know, being in the public and being on social media, but I know that that is the way that I need to market myself. Mm -hmm. So now I've, um, trying to rebrand myself and deal with a marketing team to help me get or reach a, a wider audience. Well, I think that's a good idea. People, they, they love your your restaurant. Mm -hmm. They love the food. But once they tie the food into you and they love you both, right. that's going to create you know, an Absolutely. awesome connection. Absolutely. And see, when I cook, <clears throat> when I come in in the kitchen in the morning, I cut my music on mm -hmm. and I just vibe out. Like when I'm in that kitchen cooking, I'm pouring love into that food. Like I'm really, I'm really in there because that's my that's my element. Like I could come into the kitchen and I could cook with my eyes closed because I'm just so wow. fluent in what I do. Like as not, I'm not one of those chefs where it's like you know I'm measuring everything I do. I know it to a T. It's yeah. like putting on shoes for me. Yeah, it's that all saying yeah. loving from the oven. Absolutely, like absolutely, out. absolutely. Yeah. The um. The obstacles that you had with COVID, how did you adjust your business or deal with that? Um, that was crazy for me and scary, but I know I keep saying this. My community, yeah. my community. I had people that knew that, you know, I had just started my business mm -hmm. that came in faithfully, faithfully every day, order my food. If it wasn't calling, um, it was on the tablet. I survived everything from the people that support my business. Like people were really passionate about supporting me and making sure that I stayed open. Yeah. So you um, kept the doors open, you know, during COVID. Um, no, I was on, no only takeout only. I'll so take you it. would be able to call. And then when you come to the door, we'll bring your food straight to you. And okay. then we had tablets. I was on DoorDash, Postmates, mm -hmm. Uber Eats and Grubhub. Now, you know, Uber Eats and Postmates um, merge. So no, I didn't know that. yeah, okay. absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you're still doing those same platforms as well. So yep. that's expanding your business even more because yep. you're able to use those and be fully open. Yep. Yeah. Do you um you work a lot with other, you know, restaurants and businesses? Do, do you have like a competitive nature or is, um, is it always kind nah. of like collaboration? So I I love to collaborate. So like even for me, I'm right next door to um 
a new vegan, which is 100% vegan. Uh -huh. So you have people that'll come into the restaurant and I won't have something that they're looking for. I don't have no problem saying, yo, they got chicken drummies over there that's vegan yeah. and they fire. Yo, True, do you have desserts? I don't have no desserts over here, but when you finish, go next door to New Vegan. He got you on. Like, I'm never that person. I support anybody yeah. that supports my business. I be pulling up on other people's business. That's that's just how I am. Like, yeah. if you support me, I'll support you. And even if you don't support me, I'll still support you. Still and, don't, support you. and don't bother me. Right. Like, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. yeah, you don't feel like there's any lack. There's enough out here for everybody. To eat. Absolutely. I don't, I don't, I don't even feel like... I need to compete because I'm I'm in my own lane. Yeah. I'm in my own lane, just like you in your own lane. I don't mm -hmm. feel the need to have to do that. Yeah. My food speaks for itself. It does. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely does. So um, I was blessed enough to to have a gift from you. So uh, right. Yeah, yeah. So today I I brought you and wifey some food. I think I got um, barbecue jerk salmon, spicy rice with African fried spinach. I got my patties. Um, one is a fat girl patty yeah. and a curry potato patty. Then you got curry potatoes and chickpeas, honey Hennessy shrimp with coconut rice and beans and cabbage. Then I got you a Caribbean fruit punch and a mango passion. Oh, appreciate it. Dinner's on me tonight. Yeah, thank you for the Definitely, gift. absolutely. But, um, the the Hennessy honey is something I've never had. Like I've, I eat a lot of Caribbean food. I've never had. Right. That. So um, when I came up with the sauce, um, that name, you know, that was a time where Henny was popping. You know, yeah. everybody loved Hennessy, so that was the thing. So I'm like, okay, it still is for me. right. <laughs> My <laughs> concept was to. to try to create a name that's catchy. So everybody always says that, like, yo, is the Hennessy in? And I'm like, nah, that's the name. So what I did was with the honey Hennessy sauce for the vegans. You know, vegans don't eat honey. Okay. So it's just the name. So I always have the vegans coming in like, is there honey in it? And I'm like, nah, it's just the name. Is there alcohol? Yeah. There's no alcohol. It's, it's just the name. It's just the name. Yeah. I told you I'm not a good vegan because I didn't even know they didn't eat honey. I figured yeah. that was a like, Guess where like, I learned like that they don't eat thing. honey from? Where? I learned that from my community. My community came into me. I think it was Nico. He's a, um, excuse me. He's a uh, photographer. He came in and he's like, yo, True, you know we don't eat honey. And I'm like... Tag, I got the honey Hennessy stir fry. I'm like, there's no honey in it. He's, he, I said, it's just the name. He was like, I know, but that might Throw deter people. people but yeah. it's fine. They still order it, but they always ask, you know, is there honey in it or is there alcohol? So yeah, at this so point, I'm all jacked up. Right. I like, I like uh, honey and Hennessy. <laughs> right, right, and right. And neither one of them right, are in it. Right. No, 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 it's, no. it's just a name. It's just a name. Yeah. Mm. But um, so when you guys came, you got yeah. all vegan food, right? Yeah, we got all vegan food. I know we got the. Uh, Fat girl patty. Mm -hmm. um, I got the honey Hennessy stir fry. Stir fry yeah. Yep. And so everything was just banging. Like, Thank you. you, you couldn't Thank even you. Tell. And then I appreciate what y'all did. Like so, in my business, I always tell people, you know, my customers, when you leave, if you had a great time, <laughs> please take the time to leave us a review on Google. Now, if you out there and you watching this, you really don't know what it can actually do when you go and you patronize a business and to actually take the time to write them a review. Everybody's on social media, but when it comes to that Google, and here's where Google is amazing. When anybody comes from out of town, what's the first thing you do? You yeah. Google food near me, yeah. salon near me. So when you when you go into your favorite places, there's nothing to hop on Google right quick and shout out their business, click a five, write a review. It takes Two minutes. That's extremely important for businesses. Yeah, that's an awesome way to support people. And it doesn't really cost you anything. It costs you like you said, nothing. A seconds. Now, I remember telling y'all. Yeah. And as soon as y'all left out, my phone was jumping. And I was like, ah, 
they hit me off. Yeah, they hit oh, me yeah. with a review. Definitely. And that, like you said, that comes from, you know, being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and how important it is to, right. to get that kind of right. uh, support for the business and those testimonials. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what what did you do and what was your life like before uh, the restaurant or even delivery? Um, clocking in like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Clocking in like everybody else. Like I had that mentality of, you know, getting up, going going to work like everybody else. And that, that became tiring. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Definitely working in law enforcement and working in the prison system and seeing... Black men locked up. It just wasn't, it wasn't my passion. It wasn't my passion and it wasn't in my heart. So I felt like when things worked out the way that they did, I feel like everything in my life happened the way that it needed to happen. Because if not, I would still be, you know, going to work at seven o'clock, you know, working my 12 hour shift. So um, I never regret any decisions that I made um, to be on the path that I'm on now. Um, I want to start linking with people to get them out of the mindset of clocking in for somebody else. So I have a couple of things that I'm going to be working on soon, which is called um, healthy conversations where we just all come to the restaurant on a down day and, you know, talk about everything. Health, health, you know, what's out there for African-Americans that, Mm. you know, that we can stop eating meat and become more healthy. And I think that when people think of, being mm. a vegan, people think of things as being plain. It doesn't oh, yeah. have to be plain because it's vegan or, <clears throat> or because, you yeah. know, it's vegetables. Like if you got good people that could cook and you can put a vegetable with something and put some batter on it. And I'm telling you, sometimes it tastes just like chicken. They do. <laughs> it t- them cauliflower bites ain't, ain't nothing but the truth. But um, I just want to talk to the community and see what's out there because I have a whole restaurant. Yeah. And this is a very slow time for me. So I want to connect with people and see how I can open my doors to try to help that person with whatever business that they have. So I know um, there's a girl out there, she calls herself Vegan Thoughts on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanna kind of link with her, but I wanna do that personal. Like I wanna start doing something like this, Mm -hmm. but I wanna do it at like an Airbnb where people pull up on me Mm -hmm. while I'm cooking and we kind of have a show. It'll be just like this where we talking, but you're talking to me while we cooking, I'm teaching you how to make healthy meals or whatever Mm -hmm. your, problem is you know sometimes people are like i i cook but i want to know how i can eat more healthy or you know what can you do to help me true i want to bring people on every every week or however it works out once a month and do stuff like that that's a dope concept and 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 great dialogue and conversation Mm -hmm. but you mentioned a lot about your mindset Uh, i think you know just about all of us you know if, if you weren't raised with with knowing there's a possibility of entrepreneurship right. it's not really our, our mentality right and so i was in that same rat race but how, how did you change or shift your mentality to say you know what there's something better out there something more i was forced to like most people hey i hope you're enjoying the episode i hate to interrupt but i had to tell you about a community that i'm a part of it's called the morning meetup it's where hundreds of entrepreneurs gather every single morning Look, we share ideas, we motivate each other, we share our successes. It's the perfect environment for you to not only grow as an individual, but as an entrepreneur. It's hosted by my mentor, David Shands. It's every day, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. It's no better way to start your day. Look, we've got a book club. Imagine hundreds of entrepreneurs reading the exact same book 
on the exact same chapter. You get to discuss that book and share your thoughts. It's very motivating. It empowers you. and You're ready to start your day. You get all of that for only $1. After that, it goes to $79 a month. I have no doubts that you're going to want to stay and be a part of this community. Look, I'm there every single morning, 8 a.m. The only thing we're missing is you. The link is in the description. Go ahead, click the link. Try it out. Join the community. Look forward to seeing you in the morning. You know, we don't, a lot of people don't just wake up and they're just not just like, you know, let me do this. Most times, you know, what lights fire to our, you know, bottoms is when you, and when you have no other choice and see for me, which is sad because, you know, somebody significant in my life would always tell me that, you know, I go the hardest when my back is up against the wall and that's my New York mentality. You know, living that rat race of, you know, not knowing where your next dollar is going to come from. Like when I have that mentality, that's when I'm the most hungriest. That's when I'm the most creative. But when you create a different mentality to be able to not have to put yourself in distress to want more. You get what I'm saying? Like, why do you have to be, why do you have to get to that point to have your mind thinking further? Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Because normally we're just comfortable in the place that we are until a situation makes us uncomfortable and we have to do something to get out of it. But why not program your mind the opposite way to not have to be in distress to actually get to your real path? Yeah. And I think it's an exercise too. Like you got to kind of, you got to catch yourself when you're getting complacent mm-hmm. and, and start to realize and be like, you know what? I got to stretch my mind, stretch my thinking mm-hmm. and surrounding yourself with people like you said these healthy conversations Mm -hmm. or people in the community who are also entrepreneurs or even if they um are employed as long as they got the desire Mm -hmm. to do something else then you're surrounding yourself with people that's going to stretch your mind right nowadays um everybody has a hustle everybody has a grind a a lot of people that i know they work their nine to five and they're doing something else so you know we're in the times where one of anything is not enough. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm just keeping it a buck. Like mm-hmm. having one business is like, okay, what you yeah. doing? Like yeah. two or three businesses is oh, all right. Now you're talking, you know, yeah. that's just the wave now. Yeah. But um, how, how are you going to help other people get to that? Um, So I want to kind of, you know, whatever resources that I have, mm-hmm. if I could use my resources to help you or to tell you what it is that I went through so that you don't do. So um, one of my close friends, um, his name is Nico. He does a lot of my photography. You know, he expressed to me a lot of his dreams and aspirations as far as, um, you know, just restaurant stuff. And I just want to, anybody that wants to open up a restaurant, I would love to talk to you so that you don't make the, not saying bad decisions, but decisions that cost me thousands of dollars. You get what I'm saying? In time, just not um, not being knowledgeable like me. I wanted my restaurant, but I didn't I didn't have anybody, you know, a lawyer read over my lease so that I don't get into a bad lease. I didn't have anybody right there telling me, hey, you know, if the HVAC is bad, maybe you might not want to sign your lease. Maybe you want to negotiate. I didn't have anybody. Of course, now I'm two years in business and these are things that I've learned but I would love to tell people the do's and the don'ts yeah. so that they don't, you know, make the mistakes I made. Yeah, the things you learned the hard way, kind of mm-hmm. save them a little bit of time and, and help the, the transition be a little Absolutely. easier for them. Absolutely. What is one of the the hardest things, lessons you had to learn? Um, The hardest I had to learn is, 
in the beginning of starting my business, I was very, um, I held on so tight and I held on so tight because it was all I had. You know, I took my last to get it. So when somebody else maybe gave me um, an idea, I was so, you know, doing it my way. Remember we talked about that in the beginning and I told you as time went by, I saw myself making mistakes. So I started to take advice from the community. I started to listen to other people, not be afraid to reach out or ask for help because that's the thing in business. We we want people to see us as being successful. So, you know, asking for help is like, you know, well, you ain't doing that, you know, you ain't yeah. doing that good if you need help. So I had to get myself out of the mindset of I can't uh, I can't do it by myself. That's you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it takes a village. And although we want to think that we can do it alone and some people think that they have done it alone. I did not obtain my business alone. Yeah, I did not. Get, I did not get to choose cultural kitchen mm. alone. It was so many people. They had their hands in my situation from, you know, people letting me stay with them to get where I needed to be. People opening their businesses up, letting me sell my dinners in there. It's so many people that helped me get to where I was. So I, I just want to be that help to somebody else. And like I told you, the girl that's on um, Instagram, her name is Vegan Thoughts. Yeah, She has an amazing concept, like the type of food she does is all vegan, but you know, she'll do like vegan sushi. She's so creative. So the first person that I want to sit down with and cook in the kitchen with mm. is definitely going to be her. All right. Well, that's, that's a class. Does she know that? She knows it. Okay, I already. All right. I was going to say, if she don't my know, ducks she, is, she, she's going to know now. My ducks is lined up. I already, okay. I, already, I already planted that seed. For me, I'm the type of person where I don't really like to talk about anything and let it just be talk. I'm one of those people where yeah, if yeah. I say something, I got to put action to it or I'm just a person with a lot of ideas. I don't want to be yeah. a person with a lot of ideas. Yeah. They yeah. say a lot of... Uh, Good ideas are in the graveyard. You don't want to die with all them good ideas. Right. And then I have other pe- a lot of people that are around me that have great ideas, but they just need, you know what I'm uh-huh. saying? They may need that little push or that, that little extra somebody to help them get to where they need to go. And if I could be that person, let's get it. And I think the encouragement of seeing you do it and you pursue your dreams, mm-hmm. sometimes it's just a, a spark enough for somebody to say, you know what? I'm going to at least try. Right. I'm going to at least step outside of my box Absolutely. And, and give it some effort. Absolutely. You never know how that's going to turn out. Yep. I love what I do, man. I absolutely do. I love what I do. I've had um, so many people work for me over the years. You know, the restaurant business employees is one of those, you know, high turnover rates. But in the process of that, I met some I met some dope people. Yeah. I met some really dope people. Definitely have. Speaking of dope people, how'd you build your team? Um as I said, it's always it's always revolving because you know the restaurant game, nobody really, you know, you have students, mm-hmm. people that are in school. Um, so a lot of my my staff is from I have a connection with VCU mm-hmm. where the people that are in the culinary arts program, I do paid internships. So a lot of my my kitchen people come from them. And then I try to always use like, you know, a popular bartender. Mm-hmm. So my, my team now that I have is um, pretty strong. Pretty solid. Yeah, pretty solid. Absolutely. And um, what, what do you think helps them by, by coming with you? Um, 
And when, so, I, when I say that, I mean, you was a culinary student, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So you having culinary students, that's what I'm saying. I think that really right. helps them right. deal with somebody who knows. Right. I mean, so they have a large variety of <laughs> um, restaurants to choose from. So mm -hmm. when they choose me, I think it's more so of them just being, you know, familiar with the culture or coming into the restaurant, feeling the, the home vibe. You know, mm -hmm. when you are a student, you want to feel at home you yeah. get what i'm saying you want to feel um comfortable so i know the last person that was with me she's definitely dope um her name's Brittany. she um is a culinary art student but she also caters and stuff like that so i mean if you love what you do and even if you cook let's get it i can learn i've learned a lot of stuff from from the culinary art students like they have a different type of way of doing things so i take yeah. things from everybody like just because i am where i am I always want to learn. You know, I don't know everything. Absolutely. Yeah, you got you got to stay mm -hmm. in, in that same mindset of like you were talking about with your back being against the wall. You got to stay with that same hunger. Mm -hmm. You got to stay with that same humble mentality right. that, look, I'm not too big mm -hmm. to learn or grow. Mm -hmm. And then that's that's when, you know, other people are open to pour right. into you because they don't feel like, you know, you're you're, you're too much of a know-it-all or too right. big to approach. Right. Um, so a while back, I went through a period of where I was just, um, I was really burnt out in my business. And I was burnt out because I was doing everything from opening, managing employees, you know, trying to uh, stay on top of creating specials, creating yeah. dope content. So if you think about it, you know, I already have my main mm -hmm. menu that I have to focus on. And then I create a whole nother menu every week. So I got to a point to where I was just very... Um, I was very relaxed and I don't want to go back to that, yeah. if that makes sense. Like I was like the way I am now, I want more. Like I want to put myself out there more. I want to do, you know, more interviews. I want more events at the restaurant. I think before I just was focused on the restaurant side, but you're not going to survive thinking that that's all you need to do is just cook and open the doors. Like it's so much more than that, yeah. that you need to stay afloat in the restaurant business. And it's definitely hard. It's not easy. Yeah. How can you tell somebody to be prepared for that not easy? Um, have your coins right. <laughs> have your coins right. And I only say that because, you know, Com what dealing with commercial leases, you're talking about long term, you're talking three mm -hmm. years, you know, that's that's the minimum. Mm -hmm. So if you think of locking in with somebody for three years, you got to make sure the building is straight. You have to take care of everything, HVAC, overhead, anything. It's not like living in an apartment. You know, anything goes wrong. It's your responsibility. Mm -hmm. You're like the owner at that point for those three years. Uh -huh. um, so like I was telling you before, I didn't really have anybody helping me look over my lease or do anything like that. So that's where I'm at now. You know, if I ever move from there, I'm putting myself in a position to where when I do get another commercial lease, I didn't get myself into the same situation that I'm in now. Right. You learned a, a lot of what absolutely, to look for. Yeah. Absolutely. And before I was just, I didn't care about nothing. Kind of eager to get in. I right? wanted to get into that restaurant and I just wanted my food to hit the city. I didn't care about nothing else. And I feel like, I feel like having that attitude got me to where I am now. That I was hungry, man. Yeah. Literally, I was hungry. What What can us as the community and and as your you know patrons for the restaurant do for you? Keep coming in, supporting every time you come in. Anybody that always follows my business on social media, I always follow them back. 
it's nothing to hit me up in the DMs and say, you know, hey, true, this is my business. This is what I want to I do. You know, I, I need to set up my table, whatever it is, whatever I can do to help you get to where you want to go, especially if you're coming into my business and you putting your money into my pockets. How can we collab? How can I do the same for you? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You've got an amazing restaurant. You've got an amazing style. You've mm-hmm. got amazing personality. Thank you. Thank you for, for joining me and coming on Success Absolutely. Podcast. Thank you for asking me, man. <laughs> So something that I like to do in every episode, it is the Success Leads Clues podcast. So mm-hmm. I like to point out, you know, a couple of clues that I noticed um, throughout that helped you to be successful. Mm-hmm. And you talked a lot about community. And so it's not only what the community does for you, but what you can pour back into mm-hmm. the community. Uh, you, you talked about, you know, your grit and your grind, you know, having your back against the wall. And and you talked about, you know, just being, just being hungry mm-hmm. in general and just always having, you know, a mentality that makes you want to just go out and do a whole lot more. Right. And so I'm, I'm quite sure, you know, the viewers may notice a lot of other things, but I like to point out just a few just to help them get started. Mm-hmm. And um, as always, I want to let you know, if you dream it, you can achieve it. Until next time, a Success Leaves Clues podcast. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.